What if this dream that I can see could change how things are to how they could be? Two letters, that's all. If takes a chance and risks a fall. Others say why. If answers why not. Dare to take action. If starts with a thought. One little if in one little me. To fight the current, to swim upstream. If doesn't ask when. If says now. From here to there. If is the how. If starts sooner, stays longer, keeps the faith. Gets back up, goes back to work, sets the pace. So now I'll start, I'll begin. Without the start, there'd be no win. If counts the cost, a price to pay. Sees the potential, then seizes the day. If today, then tomorrow. Show something for the breath you borrow. Take a leap, just a step, growing old without regret. Tell me now, what's your what if? What will it take to scale the cliff? You have the vision, make it come true. Sometimes that what if is you. In the end, it goes to show there's no telling what one if can grow. Finish what you start, and then the time has come to dream again. Who knows what a day will bring? What if this changes everything? Well, it changes everything, doesn't it? What if? Hey, just uh, before we get started, go ahead and open your Bibles to John chapter 13. I'll be there in just a minute. I want to say that next week will be our 23rd uh, church anniversary here. It's going to be a special time, and uh, I really, uh, really encourage you, come bring somebody with you. It's going to be a great, great time. We're going to celebrate. For those of you who've been whining about no donuts, we'll give you an anniversary cupcake next week, maybe. How about that? Uh, And so it's going to be great. Also, the Better Man Conference coming up in April. Uh, We found a way to save $10 a piece on the tickets. And so if you're a guy that cares about life and uh, making a difference, Pastor Tim will be out in the foyer today to, uh, after the service, to let you know how we can get that $10 off your ticket, uh, and then we'll carpool from here. A bunch of guys go over, and it's going to be a lot of great, great, wonderful time. Thank you for those of you that are joining online. We're so glad you're with us. We've had people from Finland online with us today. We've had people from the islands. We even had a person saying they're driving down the road in a semi-truck watching this service, so I'm hoping they're listening and watching the road, okay? Do you have your Bibles with you? Let's hold it up and let's make this declaration. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God. It is life to me. Today I receive the Word. I confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I am obedient, and I will never be the same again in Jesus' name. So his name was Joe. He was looking for a job, and he found out that uh, Starbucks was hiring a janitor. So he went and uh, he was interviewed for the job. The man said, wow, seems like you could do it. So here's the application. If you just sign your name here on this line, we'll give you the job. Joe put an X on the line. 
And the guy said, what's that? He said, well, that's my mark. I don't know how to read or write. And the man said, I'm sorry, then you can't have this job because you need to be able to sign your name. It's company policy. So Joe left uh, discouraged, but he found a job as a mate on a tugboat. Uh, It wasn't long after that until he bought his own tugboat, and he was the captain of the tugboat. Years passed, a few years, and he uh, bought a fleet of tugboats. It wasn't long till he was the wealthiest man in his community. So the mayor wanted to honor him, a young man that made such a difference and uh, uh, very wealthy. So he had a plaque made, and uh, the mayor was going to present him with a certificate, and he asked him, he said, you know, for our, for our record, just sign your name here. And the guy said, I'm illiterate. I can't read or write, and uh, all I could do is put my X there. And the mayor said, amazing. You've done everything that you've done, and you can't read or write. Just think, what if you could read and write? And he said, yes, sir. I could be the janitor at Starbucks. (laughs) What if? What if or if only? Two different words. If what if looks to the future, if only looks back with regrets to the past. I don't know about you, but I want to be a what if person. A what if person says that maybe impossible things are possible. That are able to say, you know, my life can change. I can make a difference with my life. So in this series, we've been talking about that. The first week we talked about what if we had bold obedience. Boldly obedient to what God would have for us to do. The second week we said, what if... We would work as a team to bring people to Jesus, right? And last week, man, if you weren't here for that teaching, you need to go online. Pastor Tim and his team did an amazing job on talking about not giving up on people. Wow. I was talking to Pastor Tim and talking to Anita and some people whose stories are just unbelievable to me. And I thought, one degree off. One degree off, and their whole destiny and change. And they'd spend the rest of the life, if only, if only, if only. But he said it last week, what if we don't give up on people? Uh, So uh, Easter's coming, and we're inviting everybody we can. Ushers are coming, and they're going to give you another uh, six-pack so that you can invite people. I hope you've already given these cards out. I've got people that I haven't given up on. I've got a couple of old rank, old uh, guys, and uh, every Easter and Christmas are two big times I hit them up in between, and every time it's about Easter time or Christmas, they see me coming into their business, and they just go ahead and hold out their hand and say, okay, yeah, give it to me. And uh, one said the other day, well, I'm not a going man, but if I ever went to church, I'd go to the Father's house. I said, no, it's not if, but it's when when you're coming to the Father's house, because I'm not going to give up on you. So Easter's a time when more people are willing to come to church than any other time. So I've been passing these out, giving these out, and I know that you are too. So today, I want to look at another what if. What if we served like Jesus? Say served. In your notes there, there's a passage of Scripture from Mark chapter 4, verse 45. In fact, in Mark's gospel, This is the theme verse of Mark's gospel. When you read Mark's gospel and you'd want to know what is his theme, uh, because it's very quick and he keeps talking about Jesus. And this is Mark's theme verse and it was words of Jesus. Would you read it with me? This is Jesus talking. Follow my example. 
even the Son of Man did not come for people to serve him. He came to serve others and to give his life to save many people. He came to do what, first of all? Serve. He came to serve. Throughout this Bible, there are so many irrational acts of service that Jesus does. I don't think any more powerful than the story we want to look at today in John chapter 13. So I'd like for you to turn there with me. I hope you have your Bible. And uh, it's all right to bring your Bible to church with you. If your Bible is on your phone or your iPad, that's okay too. Just don't get distracted, all right? But John chapter 13 verses 1 through 15. Let me put this in context. On Monday of this week, this week here in this passage, Jesus has cleansed the temple. He said, my house is supposed to be a house where people connect with God and not take advantage of. And then on Tuesday, he has a major conflict with religious leaders. We don't know what he did on Wednesday. Maybe he went to Starbucks. I don't know. But then on Thursday, Thursday, he's meeting in a room with his disciples and he's talking to them. He's giving them his last sermon. These are the last teachings that Jesus is going to give them. But also, he's going to have a meal with them. He's going to have a supper. So let's read the story. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to the Father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth and loved them to the very end. It was time for supper. And the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew, look at this, I love this verse. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, poured the water into a basin, and he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that he had around him. And when Jesus, when Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said, Lord, you're going to wash my feet? Jesus said, you don't understand now what I'm going to do, but you will. No, Peter protested, you will never wash my feet. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Simon Peter explained, then wash my hands and my head. Lord, not just my feet. Jesus said, a person who is bathed all over doesn't need to wash except for his feet. To be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you, for Jesus knew who would betray him. That is what he meant when he said, Not all of you are clean. After washing the feet, he put on his robe again and he sat down and he asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, read it with me, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I've given you what? I've given you an example to follow. In other words, I've, he's, he's told them already, I've come to serve. And you're never more like me than when you serve. He's about to give his life. And uh, he's telling them, I'm going to lay down my life and uh, this will be the end. This is the reason I came to lay down my life, to serve the needs of humanity. That's, that's what it's all about. Now, Luke, if you want to read this afternoon, Luke chapter 22, Luke gives us a, another little tidbit that happens during this time. Now, let me paint the picture for you. 
Uh, Jesus is there with his disciples. The amazing thing about this is he knows that one of them is going to betray him. He knows that Simon, who's always saying, you can count on me, I'll never fail you, is going to deny him and then curse his name. And he knows the rest of them are going to run away in his time of need. They're not there to serve him. They're going to run away. And I look back at that verse 3 that it said he knew that all things were his. He had all power. All power. And I'm thinking about this. He understands he's got all power. He could do whatever he, whatever he wants to do. But in the midst of that, he's going to serve some guys with dirty feet. He's going to be able to serve them with dirty feet. Now, Luke, who's the only non-Jewish disciple, Luke tells us something different. Here's the scenario. Jesus, uh, they have the meal. He washes the feet. He says, guys, I'm going to lay down my life. I'm going to die. These are the last times I will be with you. This is the reason that I came. And then here's what Luke in, in, puts in that uh, we, we don't find in John's gospel. The disciples began to bicker over what, excuse me. He's just said, I'm laying down my life for you. You know, in other words, if there was ever a time that I needed somebody to serve me, to be with me. And immediately, they began to argue about who is the greatest in the kingdom. Jesus interrupted their argument saying, the kings and men of authority in this world rule oppressively over their subjects, claiming that they do it for the good of the people. But this is, your not call, this is not your calling. You're called to a different model. Listen. The greatest one among you will live as one called to serve others without honor. Listen. The greatest among you will be called to serve without honor. In other words, you're going to be called to serve even though your picture never gets on Instagram because you're the greatest person. You're going to be called to serve people who will never return anything to you. You're called to serve to people who can't make up to you what you've done for them. He said the greatest honor and authority is reserved for those who have a servant heart. I looked at that today. For the greatest honor and authority. And I thought, man, look at this. Maybe you're struggling with something in your life that you just can't get the authority over it. He says there's honor and there's authority that's granted to those who serve. So maybe the way for your breakthrough it's not sitting back and praying, oh, God, give me a greater breakthrough. Give me the authority over this addiction. Help me to get over this. Maybe what he's simply saying is start serving. And in the midst of the serving, you're never more like me. And I promise that I'll not only give you a blessing, but I will give you this authority. He said the leaders serve like that in the world, but not me. And so you can just imagine they're arguing. Let's put this in our language. Can you imagine they're saying, look at each other, and maybe John says, I must be the greatest because I know that he loves me. You know, I'm the one he's always, you know, near. And Peter says, shoot, you, I walked on water. And then somebody else says, yeah, but you fell. Can you hear, can you hear the bickering back and forth? It, they're all focused on themselves. And Jesus looks around the room, and here's what he sees. He sees proud hearts, but dirty feet. Proud hearts, but dirty feet. And he says, I got this. Let me show you. And he gets up and he takes a towel 
and he washes the disciples' feet. And he says, you're never more like me than when you serve. So how can we do this? Well, here's the fill-ins today. Number one, we just need to be like Jesus. Let's don't make it any more difficult than it is. You say, okay, then how can I apply this teaching today to my life? Here it is. You could write this down. We all go home, all right? But I got 15 more minutes. Okay. Be like Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, be like Jesus. Verse 15. I love this verse. I have given you an example to follow. He's not saying, I want you to physically wash feet. Um, some of us may have come up from churches that did that, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, uh, we got some real stories to tell about that, but I won't take time today. But he said, I want you to do as I've done to you. He's in, in simply saying, I've served you. If all authority in heaven is his, and he humbled himself, I served you. Now he said, that's what I want you to do. Father's house, when you leave here today, before you get out of this building, I want you to be able to serve somebody else. Those of you that are watching online, before you turn your computer off today, find somebody that you can serve. So here's what we need to do. We need to start asking this question. Here it is. This is a fill-in. Is this need an assignment for me? Is this need an assignment for me? Every day we should wake up and say, Lord, give me eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to care, and that I could pause. And when I see a need, I don't say, oh, I'm not doing that. Now, in other words, there are some things that I'll do, but that's beneath me. Do you know who I am? I have all these letters behind my name. And you know, I've been a leader and I've done this, and that's not me. That's something that somebody else should relegate. But Jesus could have said that. Philippians 2 and 4 says, don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to do what? Oh, we try to make this more difficult than it is. Jesus says, look, you want to be like me? Forget about yourself long enough. Forget about yourself, all right? And lend a hand. So if you see somebody maybe in your neighborhood moving, and uh, you say, oh, that's, I don't even hardly know them. I, you know, I'm not sure I could. No, you say, you know, I got this. This may be my assignment. This may be, uh, Maggie was sharing with me today that on the way to prayer yesterday morning, they were driving down the uh, 441, and uh, there was a, a guy that had a trailer hooked onto his car, and the trailer hitch broke, and his trailer went one way, his tools went everywhere else, everything was going, everything, and Maggie and Lonnie could have thought in their mind, well, we're going to be late, we're going to pray. We can't do that. We're supposed to go pray. They said, you know, we stopped, turned our flashers on. Everybody else was passing by. The guy was so embarrassed, but he was so, he was so blessed that somebody stopped long enough to just lend a helping hand. Where have we gotten so important and so big that we think the spiritual matters around us are more important than just serving like Jesus? What do you think Jesus would have done? He would have probably said, hey, let me help you with that. So if we see a need, we do that. You come to the church and you see a need. You see the garbage can overflowing. You don't have to say, well, I hope somebody would empty that. You know, that's not something I would do. Do it yourself. On April 6th, say April 6th. It's the first Saturday in April. We're doing a church cleanup for all of our guests that are coming. 
That means that we're going to uh, uh, pressure wash and we're going to change things and make it look good and make it look great inside, outside. And if you can't do anything, you can come and pray. And you people say, well, I don't know if I could do that. You know, ask me to do something. Let me teach that day and, and I, I could do that. No, you, you know, we need to start doing that which you think is not up to your power. I, I can do that. I mean, we got awnings out there so dirty. Every time I walk in the church, I just want to spiritually cuss. If there is such a thing, I don't know. They're so dirty. We've tried cleaning them and everything. So we got some estimates this week and they said $3,800 and we can put new awnings up. I'm thinking, well, I don't have that money. So I'm hoping they clean up this time. And if they don't, I'll rip them off of there. So Easter, they won't be there, all right? Because I want things to look nice for the guests that God sends us on Easter, for the guests that you're inviting. And so I'm asking you to come and join us on that day. Or maybe you find that there's a need in Kid City. You say, look, I can wipe heinies. I'm a parent. I know how to do that. I can do that. It may not be your calling for the rest of your life, but at least you can do that, all right? Or you know what? So I just want to get it. We've got a group going. In fact, if you'll take out in your handout, there's a little thing that says TFH Honduras Mission Trip 2019. We have a group that's going to Honduras. They're going to Honduras not for a vacation. They're going to Honduras to work at an orphanage. It's an orphanage that we help pay for and, and help sponsor. They're going to help those kids do some projects with those kids. And uh, I, I wish we could all go on this trip. But it's impossible to do this. But those of you that are going on this mission trip to Honduras, would you stand? Um, just go ahead and stand up. Last service we had several, so we got several here. Yeah, over here. Just, uh, just, just remain standing. Remain standing. They're taking time. They've raised, they're raising their own money, taking time off work, doing all of that. But to help make that, they're saying, you know, we need some money for projects to help feed the kids. You know, uh, $3,000 or so, we can do those projects. So they said, now this is not raising their money. This is just to do projects there because they see that there's a need. There's some needs that are there. So uh, they're going to have Easter pies that you can order. Minimum $15 donation. You can get a sample of that outside as you leave today. So don't go to Perkins and buy a pie. Get a pie here. They'll be delivered and do all that for you, so, so do that. They're only asking $15. I said they should ask $550. No, I didn't say that. They've got mission trip t-shirts, suitcase drives so they can put the things in the kids need, Chick-fil-A spirit night. And then on the back, if you'll look, their needs for the open door orphanage, bowls and cups, boys clothing, five, six, you see all of those. And there's boxes out there for all of us to say, you say, well, is, could that be an assignment? Yes, it's an assignment. I am the voice of God. Hear me. This is an assignment. We have a few people going to represent us. So I'd like for you to reach over if you're close to one of these people and just lay your hands on them. And uh, would you pray for them right now? Father, we thank you for uh, this mission team that's going to Honduras, that's going to represent us. Now, Lord, to help them, we're going to get involved in these projects, and uh, we're going to bring the needs that are here. We're going to put them in the little boxes out front, and you're going to get glory for that in Jesus' name. Let's give them a hand clap. Now, we haven't asked for scholarships for youth camp this year. 
We always ask for scholarships, and some of you write a check for $100, $500. Some of you have done $1,000. So we're going to take that money this year, and we're going to apply it to this mission trip. So this week and next week, if you say, you know, I, I can't go and, and do that, but I'll tell you what, I could certainly give some money to help with that. So I'm going to ask you just to ask God what he would give you. It's not your tithe, but it's an offering. You see, it's more than, here's the next fill-in. Serving is more than an action, it's an attitude. It's more than an action, it's an attitude. There are a lot of people who do things because they feel like they have to do it. It's an action for them, but it's not an action. It should be an attitude. You might want to write this down. Serving is not what I do. It's who I am. Serving is not what I do. It's who I am. And what you're going to find is that it changes you. It changes you. It changes me first. It may make a difference in other people's lives, but it changes my life. So number one, we want to be like Jesus. Number two, we want to serve God. Here it is, the next fill-in. Serve God by serving others. Serve God by serving others. Say that with me. Serve God by serving others. You know, people say, well, I just want to serve God. I just want to serve. So Jesus says, in this, it's so practical. He says, then serve others. Lend a helping hand. Serve others that can't give you anything back. Remember, here's the next fill-in. Remember that you're going to receive a reward that's going to go on for eternity. You're going to go on. People say, well, you know, nobody ever notices what I do. They never, they never see that. But God says to you, here's what he says to you. Sign language. Watch, watch. Here it is. Everybody look. I know you're trying to write this down. Here's God's sign language to you. I could maybe send you a thank you card. But he says, I've got all eternity to reward you because you are like my son. You are a servant. Look at this next verse. I love this verse. Hebrews 6 and 10. For God is not unjust. He will not forget, say it with me, how hard you have worked for him and how you've shown your love to him by caring for other believers, as you still do. He's saying this, look, I see it, I'm writing it down, and you're loving others, you're loving others, but really what you're doing instead of just loving others, you're loving me. So every time I do a random act of kindness, a random act of just being like Jesus, guess what? He says, you just love me. You just love me. You're never more like him than ever. Now, Friday night, I am so excited about Friday night. Uh, Friday night is our annual volunteer banquet in which we honor all of those who served last year on Team TFH. And uh, you filled out the uh, response form and, and signed in, and you're going to be with us Friday night. We have a special guest coming. It's probably one of the best things. I, Andrea, I know I'm just, I know you're looking at me like that. Don't tell, don't tell. But I want to tell so much. Can I tell, please? It's, it's so good. So I'm, I have to submit because she's in charge of that. And she's saying no. But I'm going to tell you, it's unbelievable. Now, you may have missed it this year. But how you get in on next year is that you find a place to serve in the Father's house. And next year, well, we'll have to have somebody even better. Okay, Andrea, can we make that deal? It's great because we want to honor our volunteers. But God says, Terry, it's more than just that. I will honor them. Believe me, I will honor them. So remember, here's the next fill-in. 
Remember that God uses every little thing. Remember, God uses every little thing, every act, every act of obedience. Say that with me. God uses everything. He says, keep busy always in your work for the Lord since you know that, look at this, nothing you do in the Lord's service is ever useless. Nothing you do in the Lord's service is ever useless. Wow. So here's the third thing. Here's the deal. Grab a towel. Grab a towel. That's all I'm asking. Just grab a towel. Be like Jesus. There was a guy uh, that wasn't feeling well, and he went to the doctor, and the doctor sent him to a specialist and uh, said something big is going on. So they ran all these tests, and the doctor brought him back in the next week or so, and his wife came with him, and the doctor said, sir, would you step out of the room? I just want to talk to your wife. And so uh, the man was really concerned. And so the doctor said to his wife, he's got a rare sickness. And I can do my part with chemo, but you need to cooperate with me. You need to cook every meal for him. You need to keep the house extra clean. And you need to be available to him 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if you do that, and we do the chemo, then we think he will live. But if not, if anything goes wrong with that, He's going to die, and he'll die quickly. The woman said, okay, thank you. She got up, walked out. Her husband's sitting in the waiting room, and he's really concerned, you know, like you would be. And he says, what did the doctor say? The doctor said, you're going to die. <laughs> in other words, I ain't going to do that. We're never more like him who are willing to do for others. Sometimes I meet people and they say, you know what? We've been to five or six churches and we just can't find a church that meets all of our needs. As soon as I hear that, and, and I know we need to go to a church where the stylistics are right. If our stylistics are not right for you, you would be frustrated the whole time you were here. If you like a quiet little organ and no drums and empty parking space, then we'll never fit you. I can recommend some places for you to go. But if you like the stylistics of a church, it doesn't mean that we'll necessarily meet every one of the needs of your life. But when I hear somebody say like that, then my ears perk up because here's what I know. That person is not a contributor. They're a consumer. It's all about me. If the church would do this for me, just for me, if they would do this. But the church is more than just a place for us. But it's a place that we, as a church, can come together and we can pray for others. We can encourage one another. We can receive the word and leave here to make a difference in somebody's life. Listen, if this is your church, if this is where you grow and you're not using your gifts, you're selling yourself short. God has given you special gifts if he's put you in this house. If you're only going to church and not serving, you don't know what it is to be the church. I tell you what, there's some of you know what I'm getting ready to say. You get such a thrill after you're able to just do something for somebody else. When you're able to do that and walk away, you say, oh, man, I got that. Now, sometimes I'm, I'm tall, 
I'll go into a store and there'll be some little old lady or some little old man trying to reach up some, something, you know, and even trying to step up in the buggy a little bit so they can reach that. And my first inclination would be, let me take a picture of this. This would be good on Instagram when they fall in a minute. No, not really. But since I am tall, I'll say, may I help you? Oh, yes, honey, could you just reach that one that's way back all the others? I know it doesn't look like there's one, but I know there's got to be one back there. If you could just reach that. So I get it and give it to You know, sometimes people never even say thank you. We live in a world today in which people, have, they don't use thank you, excuse me very much anymore. But you know what? The Lord says, I saw that. I'll settle up in eternity. I'll settle up in eternity. We're never more like Him than when we serve others. And could I speak to some of you parents? You parents that, you know, you, you, you want to see God make a difference in your kids' lives. But your kids need to see you model this. They need to see you care enough to volunteer somewhere in the church and have an intimate relationship with the Lord. In fact, when your kids get about what age in grade six or seven, they can go through a background check and they can volunteer in Kid City and you can volunteer right alongside of them. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be awesome? And your kids learn that they're valued and it's not you saying they need to go to church and it's not you sitting home and watching at home because one day you'll say to your kids in a crisis, we need to go to church. And they'll say, I learned from you. I don't have to go to church. I can watch online. It's the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing watching online or when you can be here and you can be an encouragement to somebody else. But we have to learn to move outside of ourselves. Listen, I'm not making a plea today and saying take out your connection card. I want you to sign up in the place to serve. We need you. No, I'm saying you need this. You're selling yourself short if you're not serving. And parents, if you're not leading and exampling that life to your kids, mark my word, write it down. I am a prophet. Years from now, you're going to regret the decisions that you're making that you haven't put him first. All of us in my family, my brother, my sister, myself, started serving the Lord when we were old enough to know right and wrong. All three of us never went away from the Lord. We never had the dark ages where people say, you know, when a kid hits those teenage years or whatever, they're going to go away from the Lord. None of us went away from the Lord. People have asked my dad when he was still alive, what was the secret that you raised three kids that served God all their life? You must have had daily devotions. No. You must have had a, a Bible study you did with them every day. No. You must have prayed with them every night. No. And I often thought about that. And I told my dad once, I said, you know what it is? You taught me about serving. When it was time for church, we were there 30 minutes early. Every time. My dad saw a need. He was like, I'm telling you, God honored his heart by all of his kids 
and still today serving him. And our grandkids, my grandkids serving him, his great-grandkids. I'm telling you, parents, grandparents, you don't want to overlook this as aspect. You're never more like him than when you serve. It changes your marriage. Just think what if, if you started serving your spouse, go up to them this week and say, what can I do for you? Now, some of you ladies are thinking, no, I'm not going to ask him that because as soon as I do, I know what his mind is on. His mind is on that subject about every 60 seconds on, I don't know, just saying, what can I do for you? There's no his chores and, my, and her chores in a marriage. You're in this together. It takes more than a zipper to make you a man. A man lays down his life for his family. It's not always, serve me, serve me, serve me. What can I do to serve you? Let's bow our heads. Father, we're never more like you than when we're servants. As your head is bowed today and maybe just thinking about your own life right now, this teaching today was not a condemnatory teaching. Just to simply say, Jesus says, if you want to be like me, you need to find a need and fill it. Doesn't mean that you're calling in life, but that's your assignment for this day. So if you're here today and you say, Terry, I'm, I, I am a believer and this is my church home and I am serving but you've challenged me today to really have my ears open and my eyes open to more opportunities. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Just raise your hand and say, yeah, that's me. Thank you. 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 Hands going up everywhere. Hands going up everywhere. Maybe you're here today and say, Terry, I'm a, I'm a Christ follower, and this is my church. But to be honest with you, right now, I'm not really serving anywhere in this church. I'm just a consumer. But I really believe the Lord spoke to me today that He doesn't want it to be that way. And I'm going to seriously begin to pray and ask Him to show me needs that I can meet. Would you raise your hand? I want to pray for you too. Just raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Hands going up everywhere. Thank you for being so honest. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you up front. Thank you. Thank you for being honest. I thank you for being honest. Father, I pray right now for those who raise their hands that they are a follower of you and, and they, uh, this is their church home. Some of them are already serving and serving in multiple places. But I pray, Lord, as we even leave today that you'd help our, our ears to be open, our eyes to be open to ways that we can be your hands extended and you see it all. And I pray specifically for those who said that they're not serving anywhere right now. But Lord, not feeling condemned, but feeling challenged today that they're missing out something in their life, a great joy. I pray you'd show them this week where they can plug in and serve in this church, in our community, and in their own home. Lastly, I want to pray today for those of you that are sitting here. and You'd say, you know, Terry, I'd like to make a difference with my life, but I, uh, I don't even know that I'm okay with God. My life is a mess. I, you know, I try to do things that are right, but it seems like I'm, I go forward and I fall backwards. I have good thoughts, and, and then that doesn't work in my life. I, uh, I, I just need help. I just need help. But well, what you need is Jesus. 
Remember what Jesus said to his disciples? I've come not to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom, to give my life as the payment for people's sins. And today you're sitting here and your sins have separated you from God. And today he says, I went to the cross and died on the cross. I paid for your sins. And if you'll invite me into your life, I'll forgive you of your sins. And I'll be your Savior, and I'll be your Lord. So while nobody's looking around and you're just listening to God, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. It's not an accident that you're here today. It's not an accident that you're hearing this teaching. It's not an accident. And the Lord would say today, i got plans for you. It's good plans. Not plans to condemn you, but good plans. Good plans. Have a purpose for your life. But first of all, you have to surrender your heart to me. I want to give you, he doesn't want to just remake you. He wants to make you brand new, brand new. So if that's you today, in just a minute, you're going to say, I'm going to ask you if you want to surrender your life to Jesus or rededicate your life. I'm going to ask you to just raise your hand and make eye contact with me today. And I want to lead you in a prayer in just a minute. Just raise your hand right now. Make eye contact with me. Say, yeah, that's me. Thank you. Thank you over here. Thank you. Thank you in the back. Thank you. Thank you right here. Thank you, ma'am. Others, thank you. Thank you over here. Thank you. Others today, thank you. Others today say, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. That's me, Terry. I want to surrender my life. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Maybe somebody watching online right now. That's me, Terry. I want to surrender my life. Thank you in the back. Thank you. Thank you today. Thank you. You know it's not an accident that you're here. People have been praying for you. People have been inviting you, and you came today. And Jesus is saying, today is the day. Today is the day. Today is the day. Let me lead you in a prayer. And we've all prayed a prayer like this sometime in our life that have become a Christ follower. Would you pray this prayer with me today? Father God, I thank you today for dying for my sins, for coming into my life with love. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and to come into my life. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your spirit. As best as I know how, I'm going to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Hey, friends. Thanks for watching today. And I believe that today's teaching was life-changing for you. We prayed that way, and we believe that it would. And so I just want to say in advance, thank God for how he changes our life through the power of his word. I would um, encourage you today that if you've never made Jesus the Savior of your life, the Lord of your life, I would love to pray with you today and for you to make that decision. I can give you the words, but you have to surrender the heart. That's what's so very important. So I'll pray a prayer. And uh, you put your heart to it, and you pray this prayer after me. Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for my sins on the cross. I could never get good enough to come to you in your holiness. But I know that Jesus died for my sins, and he rose again on the third day to give me a new start, a new beginning. So today, I repent of my sins. And I invite you into my life. And as best as I know how, I want to serve you for the rest of my life. Fill me with your spirit and help me to walk day by day in your strength and your power. 
Man, I hope you prayed that prayer today. If you prayed that prayer, why don't you call the church office or let us know that you prayed that prayer. I have a book that I'd like to give you that'll help you know the next steps to take. Uh, Giving our heart to the Lord is not just something that we do to get the guilt or the bad feeling away, but it's a life change. It's new things that we start doing, and the book that I want to give you will help you in that. Also, if you have any prayer requests, we'd love to join with you in praying about those. And uh, if the Father's house and these teachings have uh, blessed you and you've benefited from them, would you consider supporting the Father's house? Uh, First of all, through prayer and encouragement, and second of all, through financial support. That's how we continue to keep our missionaries going. That's how we're able to keep these sermon series going out to you. And so if you'll just ask God what he would have for you to do, I would really appreciate it. So just remember, here at the Father's house, we don't care where you've been. We just care where you're going. And I think you're going in the right direction. So I want to see you next week as you watch here from the Father's house as we bring you the word that will change your life.